Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Real fast, Manitoba, like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Rumble, TikTok, that's at MB Freethinker. Facebook and YouTube is Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. And if you want to send me an email, it's mbfreethinker at gmail.com or go to my website, it's mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. But Manitoba, if you don't mind, go to YouTube. I'm trying to get to a thousand subs. Um, just making a plan B because, uh, you know, eventually I am going to get banned again from Facebook like most of us have. I have a few times already. But either way, Manitoba, like, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news cycle, but what is going on with our healthcare system? This seems like an every, a weekly thing. And the, the, the worst part is our health minister will come on and, um, and say Manitoba, the Manitoba government has our back and they're investing, uh, millions of dollars into our healthcare system, but consistently, every time like you need the services, you can't. Uh, like I'm here, Manitoba. Check this out. Severe from CBC News. Severely injured patients waited hours in HSC emergency entrance hallway due to absence of beds inside. Doctor calls zero bed situation on Sunday unprecedented. I mean, I don't know if it's unprecedented. I think uh, in my lifetime I've come across it. Twelve people on stretchers, including a stroke patient with a brain bleed and a trauma patient transported by helicopter, were lined up in the entrance hallway of Manitoba's largest emergency department on Sunday evening because no beds were available inside. A physician uh, at the hospital said a shortage of treatment capacity at Health Science Center has forced patients sick enough to require hospital admission to wait as long as 170 hours. What? What the fuck, Manitoba? More than a week in the emergency ward for a bed to open up elsewhere in the hospital. This in turn forced even severely injured patients to wait for hours on Sunday evening even in the narrow inclined passageway between HSC's emergency ambulance drop-off zone and the triage desk inside the waiting room. Quote, there was an elderly lady who had a hemorrhagic stroke with, a, with blood in her brain who waited in the EMS hallway for hours. There was an el elderly male who fell and fractured his hip who waited in the EMS hallway for hours. There was an elderly, oh sorry, there was a lady with facial trauma who was brought in by STARS, that's I believe the helicopter, who waited in the EMS hallway for hours, end quote, said the doctor, who CBC News is not naming because the physician fears retribution for speaking out. Why would you fear retribution for speaking out? That doesn't make any sense to me. Quote, the standard of care that we're able to provide patients is not what I would expect and is approaching a level of danger. And this weekend, I think, crossed over into collapse. What do you mean approaching a level of danger? 
A lady has a brain bleed and she waited hours. I'm pretty sure that's a danger level. There has been many times over in the past few months when patients and staff at all three Winnipeg Emergency Departments, HSC, St. Boniface, and Grace, have described hour-long waits for arriving patients to be seen in emergency and day-long waits for patients already lying in emergency beds to be admitted into hospital. On Sunday evening, there were no beds available for patients to be seen and treated in the in emergency, said the HSC doctor, who doesn't want to be named, who described the severe shortage of nurses available to care for patients elsewhere in the hospital. Quote, it's particularly the lack of medicine beds. It was also a lack of surgery beds and trauma beds. There were patients who've been waiting for beds for more than 170 hours, end quote, the doctor said. The only way I'll give him some slack is, uh, like, if they were told specifically not to speak about this, and he's just going against the orders and speaking about it, then I'll give him props. But, I mean, if there's no, like, protocol or or bylaw or anything, you know, that's requiring him to not speak about this. I don't know why he's scared. The doctor said HSC's emergency department needs an emergency deployment of nurses from elsewhere in the hospital system to attend to patients in medicine and surgery beds. Quote, I understand that the entire system is strained, but the amount of healthcare science center emergency departments has zero capacity to actually treat patients, the doctor said. Two other doctors confirmed there were no beds at HSE's emergency departments on Sunday evening. Doctors at Grace and St. Boniface said while the patient's situation was not as severe at their emergency departments, there remained a shortage of capacity to treat patients. Manitoba Sherrod confirmed the situation at HSC uh, was the most serious on Sunday. The provincial agency said that while HSC, quote, saw significant demand over the weekend, it blamed the pileup of patients on an unusual number of extremely ill or injured people seeking medical care. You buy that, Manitoba? Quote, as a result, there were periods of time during the weekend when there were no, sorry, when there were more patients concurrently receiving the level of care than usual. Ingstrom described the overall patient number at HSC on Sunday as, quote, not unprecedented, even though the number of serious patients was unusual. The HSC doctor said they have never seen such a situation. So we're getting two stores, Manitoba. Shocker. And no one wants to take uh, blame, obviously. Quote, every physician I talked to and every nurse I talked to this weekend believed that it was unprecedented. I would say that it is difficult to argue with the EMS hallway, which is full. And I mean physically full, the physician said. Quote, it is hard to argue with the hallway medicine in an emergency department. Yeah, so, uh, like, what are they arguing about? Are they arguing about that it's unprecedented to have that many people go in or unprecedented to have no beds available? Actually, either way, I would say it's not unprecedented because, like, we've had hallway medicine my whole life. But this is, I mean, the the frustrating part is this is not new. So back in May 16, 
of this year, obviously, but still, emergency departments have become overflow wards compromising inpatient and urgent care. Some patients deemed sick enough to be admitted to Winnipeg hospitals are waiting days in emergency ward for a bed. So this has been going on for months and months and months. And I mean, technically years, but specifically since the lockdowns. When our government decided that, like, I, I wonder if they realize the effects of their lockdowns now and postponing all the surgeries, postponing all everyone's appointments, making everyone too scared to stay home, and then their illness just compiles and gets worse or doesn't get diagnosed, and then they wonder why we have an unusual amount of sick people. It's because for the past two years, they haven't been able to see their doctor. So they are, I mean, this is, I mean, I, I hate to laugh at this, but it is kind of funny. Nursing grad surprised by, quote, awful days long wait for surgery at Manitoba Hospital. And the only reason I laugh is because uh, it says that she's surprised. This shouldn't be a shock, especially if you're getting into it. Carla Crisp uh, from CBC News. Carla Crisp says she knew healthcare system was under strain, but acute care system barriers horrible. Yep. A rural Manitoba nurse who just finished nursing school says now, as a patient laid up in hospital with broken bones in her lower leg, she understands firsthand the strain facing Manitoba's healthcare system. Carla Crisp 30 fractured her tibia and fibula at a nursing graduation dinner at Lakeview Resort in Hecla, Manitoba on Thursday. She has since been in a hospital bed in Gimli waiting for ortho orthopedic surgery at the Grace Hospital in Winnipeg. For four mornings in a row, Crisp said she was prepared for surgery, only to learn her surgery had been pushed to the next day. Quote, I already, I always knew, working in different facilities, how bad our healthcare system has gotten, but I didn't realize how awful this is, end quote, she said. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's, it, it shouldn't be much of a surprise. The night of the fracture, Fracture Crisp crouched down to reach something during grad celebration and heard a crack before falling to the ground. She was later picked up by an ambulance and taken to Gimli Community Health Center. X-rays confirmed she broke bones in her lower leg, she said, her tibia and fibula, and she would require surgery at the Grace Hospital. Crisp said her doctors in Gimli said, quote, sometimes it takes two days, sometimes it takes two hours, end quote, in terms of how long she might be waiting before getting the call into Winnipeg for surgery. Quote, I've been waiting now four days. I still have obviously my two broken bones in my leg laying here in pain, end quote, she said. Her pain is being managed with morphine, she said. She said she doesn't blame anyone in particular. When your team is losing over and over and over Manitoba, who do we blame? Who do we get rid of? We can't get rid of the players. We get rid of the coach. Who's our coach? I'm going to throw it out there and say Audrey Gordon, who week in and week out, press conference and press out, press conference, will we'll go on, uh, in front of the cameras and claim that Manitoba has our back and they're investing all this money to get doctors, to fix our health care, and nothing gets done. When you read the 
fine print, you'll realize that all of these promises are based on maybes. So, quote, I feel like there's a breakdown in communication even among healthcare staff because they're so burnt out. There was nurses working doubles all weekend. They're working 16-hour days. Crisp says she is most concerned for patients who don't have loved ones or advocates by their side. The pandemic exacerbated existing wait times, some of which were well outside the national benchmark average for everything from surgeries to procedures to diagnostic tests. As a recent grad, grad Crisp said that she was aware of the issue facing the healthcare system, quote, but I never realized the state of our acute care in Manitoba like this is horrible. Quote, I feel so bad for anyone, anybody that has to sit here in pain for days on end. Well, I mean, I'm sure this is going to make her a better nurse. A more empathetic nurse. Shared Health, which coordinates health care service delivery in the province, says currently the wait for orthopedic seizure surgery ranges from one to two weeks. Jesus. Quote, we can appreciate how upsetting surgical postponements can be for individuals, particularly those suffering due to, to injury, those suffering pain due to injury, shared health spokesman said in a statement. E, two weeks. Shared Health confirmed that there has been a large volume of orthopedic trauma surgeries in the in the province over the past four days and the urgent and emergency surgeries are being prioritized. All four hospitals in Winnipeg set up to perform the kind of surgery CRISP needs were busy triaging trauma cases. So, quote, the Grace Hospital in particular was very busy completing nine orthopedic trauma cases, uh, reads a shared health statement on Monday. So they're just making excuses. I don't care why it's not getting done. Fix it. And then, I mean, <laughs> when, when you do go see a doctor, it seems like uh, the quality of our doctors may not be the greatest. Mom, who went to Manitoba ER for postpartum depression, told she has nothing to be depressed about. Goddamn. Advise not to have more babies. Get financial planning help after telling doctor about suicidal thoughts. Please don't fire him, even though he says dumb shit. <laughs> we need him. A Manitoba mother with postpartum depression says she was dismissed by an emergency room physician last month when she sought help after having suicidal thoughts. Desley Martin, who has a six-month-old son and a two-year-old daughter, said she had been having persistent thoughts of dying when she asked her husband to take care of the, take her to the Nipawa Health Center on Sunday afternoon in August. But she says a doctor at the hospital in the southwestern town sent her away without any treatment or referral to other services. He gestured to my husband and he said, Look at this wonderful man sitting here. And your two children at home, you have no reason to be depressed. 
The 34-year-old said she told the doctor she was taking medication for postpartum depression, which she suffered from after her first child as well. Jesus, I mean, she's already on the pills and the doctor still dismisses it. Um, the, the reason I want to talk about this, like this doctor just dismissing it is because uh, there's a story I have coming up. Um, a healthcare team in her home community in Manitoba Interlake was treating her, but she says she reached a breaking point while visiting family in Nipawal. That day, my thoughts became so overwhelming and they were racing so fast that suddenly thoughts of dying that I was able to logically talk myself out of before were becoming a lot more logical. The first thing the doctor asked her about was what kind of birth control she was using, she said. He said that I shouldn't have any more children. Well, I mean... He was probably asking what birth control you're on because it probably fucks with your brain. As in switch the brand. But I don't know if he was saying like, what birth control are you using? As in if you're not using any, get on it. That's a little crazy. But either way, so we have, um, when you do finally get to see a doctor, apparently they're not that good. And uh, what are we going to do about that, Manitoba? Eh. Exam criticized as too tough, now optional for some internationally trained nurses in Manitoba. <laughs> so when the going gets too tough, let's just uh, forget about it. Let's lower the standards. Why do we have doctors just sending suicidal patients home? With not even any referrals? Because we don't even make them pass the exams anymore. And I read the article. So the whole point of the article was to... Uh, or the whole point of bypassing the exam... Is to um, get the nurses out working faster. But the article, like all <laughs> moves done by the Manitoba government... Admits that it doesn't get them... Uh, working in the field any faster. So they still have to complete like a year at Red River. So, I mean, Manitoba, no matter how you dice it, like our healthcare system is effed. Like, the, and, and this is why I blame the government is because <laughs> when you, first of all, admit everyone to the ER because they have a cold, and then you don't let anyone, hundreds of thousands, millions of people not see their doctor for two years, you're going to have an influx of unhealthy people. And what you want to do, what you, your big solution seems to be hiring foreign nurses who aren't even trained, who can't pass the test. What is our health minister doing? We, we have unprecedented bed shortages in Winnipeg's largest hospital. She's out, uh, out bringing, carrying a sofa around for a conversation to her. How about fixing our fucking problem? 
This is our health minister from the free press. Ugh. With daylight hours rapidly dis- diminishing and as tree changes color for the fall, Manitoba Health Minister Audrey Gordon and her sofa made their first stop of a promised summer conversation tour. Ca- Cameron Eason, Senior Manager of Strategic Communications for the PC Caucus, said the Southdale Tory MLA met with passerbys at uh, to be renamed Winnipeg Park in the Niaqua Park neighborhood Monday morning. It was her first such occasion for voters to meet and greet her uh, with the health minister after she promised in April to haul the piece of furniture to parks and green spaces in her southeast Winnipeg constituency. Quote, these pop-up events are a great way to connect with constituents on a grassroots informal level as one of Many means constituents can engage with MLA Gordon, end quote, said the party spokesman, said in a statement to the free press. Those she spoke with uh, today were very pleased to have an unscheduled conversation with their MLA in this format. No quote, eh? That's just uh, the spokesperson claiming that the people were happy. I think the people would want her to fix our unprecedented healthcare emergency. Eason stated Gordon arrived at the green space at 100 Comanche Road, which Winnipeg City Council stripped of its name last year after a committee determined the name Papoose Park was offensive uh, with her sofa around 9 a.m. She spent more than an hour at the location. This is funny, Manitoba, get this. The Tories were unable to supply a photo of Gordon engaged in the outreach initiatives as constituency members had not provided permission for their image to be shared. (laughs) That is so funny. No details. So, I mean, no one one even wants to be caught getting a picture with her. Probably because they're fucking hanging out in the park when people with brain bleeds are just chilling for hours in, in like, the hallway. (laughs) No details about how the sofa or how it was transported to the park were available. Who the fuck? Who cares? Gordon is expected to make additional appearances with her sofa this season. The date, time, and location of the public conversations are not being publicized. Can you imagine that? Like, our health minister is just popping up in parks. And and first of all, she's not publicizing it because she does not want interaction with the public. What is she afraid of? Announce where you're going to be. She said she encourages and wants the uh, interaction, but yet it's a secret. And guaranteed, uh, like what, we're at the, uh, we're mid-September. I'm pretty sure her upcoming dates are probably going to be held inside. She's probably going to wait for mask mandates and maybe lockdowns too to really secure her, uh, who she sits in front of. And has a conversation with. 
Earlier this summer, Gordon said the outreach initiative has been delayed owing to wet weather. Wow. Wow. When Gordon's plan to host such conversations were made public, she was panned by the Manitoba Nurses Union, which invited the minister to bring the couch to any emergency room or long-term care facility to hear directly from people in the health system. Shots fired. I bet you she uh, obviously didn't respond to that. So, I mean... What, what what options do we have, Manitoba? Now, I know nothing about the benefits or the cons of private or public. I would like to maybe learn more, but it worries me that 50% of Manitobans reject idea of private health care. Because I don't think 50% of Manitobans know what it would mean to have private health care. But what I do know is our public health care isn't working. What is the point of having free healthcare if you're sitting in the fucking ER with a brain bleed? Like, I would rather have the ability or the possibility to pay if I could or if someone could, you know, there's charitable options, organizations that would help out. But, I mean, what is the point of free if you're just sitting there dying in the fucking emergency room? About half of Manitobans think more private health care will only make the system worse, according to a recent poll from the Angus Reid Institute. Staffing shortages and experiences of poor care across the country have officials searching for answers to Canada's health care challenges. In some cases, this includes opening a debate about private health care. The Institute conducted an online survey from August 8th to 10th. This year, among a representative randomized sample of 2,279 Canadian adults, the results from the poll found half of Canadians are rejecting the idea of more private care, while the other half are less certain. So maybe I'm reading this as glass half empty. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe actually more and more Canadians are opening up the idea to this. Like I said, Manitoba, I don't know if it's good or bad. I just know we have to do something. and We we at least have to talk about it. In total, one in three, 32% poll respondents said that more private care would improve the healthcare system, while one in five, 18%, said they're not sure where they stand uh, in this discussion. Yeah, I would say I'm not sure. I'm just uninformed. For Manitobans, 51% were against private care, 21% were unsure, and 27% think it would improve the system. Additionally, the polls goes into the current state of the healthcare system across different provinces. In no region was there a majority of respondents who would describe the system as good. Instead, at least three in five in every part of the country said their local he- local health care is in a poor state. So three in five across the country think that we got issues. The poll suggests only two in five, 39%, disagree, instead describing their local health care system as good or 
Very good, with no issues. Two and five. In Manitoba, 28% believe the system is in crisis, and 36% have said it's in good or poor state. Only 28% believe that? That's 28% of people that just definitely don't need to see the doctor. They don't have close family members that need to see the doctor. Man. Furthermore, Canadians were asked how concerned they are about healthcare issues such as staffing shortages, wait times, and lack of family doctors. Nearly all said they were concerned about staffing shortages, wait times, in emergency departments, and delays getting surgery. And 9 in 10, 87%, said they are worried about a local lack of family doctors. See, I don't know, again, I'm uninformed, ignorant to the situation, but wouldn't private a private healthcare option definitely solve a surgery backlog? Because a lot of people with money will just definitely take the pain option. And then wouldn't that get people off the list of the public option? Like, I don't know, but that's how it makes sense to me. According to the poll, Americans have a much more positive impression of their healthcare system than Canadians. (laughs) Obviously, because they get to see a doctor when they have a brain bleed. Three quarters described the state of their healthcare as good or very good with no real issue, a rate nearly double that of Canadians who say the same. Yeah. So, shout out to our Winnipeg mayoral hopeful for wanting to do something, but I don't know if <laughs> this is the answer. Hire more pan- uh, paramedics. Winnipeg mayoral candidates say. And bring them where? Bring them to the fucking, the waiting room? (laughs) Like, pretty soon we're just going to be like hiring more, what is that? (laughs) Like the people that work at morgues. Like we, like, Start sending out hearses, not ambulances. Like, hire more paramedics to bring them where? Another candidate says, uh, oh, that has something to do. A Winnipeg Mayoral candidate says the city needs to hire more paramedics and put more ambulances on the road to reduce wait times. The wait times to get an ambulance, I mean, it's not going to reduce the wait times. Quote, there there are far too many people in the city of Winnipeg who have faced a difficult choice of whether to go to the hospital on their own or wait for the ambulance that sometimes takes hours to get there, Robert Falcon Ouellette said at a Tuesday news conference outside a fire paramedic station on Ellen Street in central Winnipeg. I I don't I've never really I mean I don't worry about the weight I I worry about the cost like uh, a lot of times you'd be like fuck I'll drive myself but on top of it I worry about the wait time at the hospital like you know if you go to the ER you're that's a five hour commitment just showing up 
In June, fire paramedic chief Christian Smith said response times have crept up to an average of almost 15 minutes. Although the service was able to send a first responder within its nine-minute target, the response time for ambulances capable of transporting patients to hospital was getting longer, he said. Ouellette said the long wait times puts Winnipeggers at risk and the city needs three or four more paramedic teams. Again, to bring them where? The city and the province need to sign a new long-term funding agreement in order to do that. He said the last one expired in 2017. A March report to City Council's Finance Committee said Manitoba Shared Health and the city had reached a tentative deal which was expected to be finalized by the end of that month. On Tuesday, however, a shared house spokesman said talks were still ongoing. Ula also called for a review to examine whether firefighter and paramedic services should be separated. Since they were amalgamated in 2000, conflicts between the two services have periodically flared. In recent years, the unions represented both paramedics and firefighters have said the the two would work better if they were run as separate entities. I mean, that's something to think about. If if it's going to work better. But again, I think we got to focus on uh, emergency doctors before param- I agree paramedics are needed. Ouellette also called for more paramedics to be assigned to the emergency paramedics in the community program, EPIC, EPIC, which sends paramedics to the homes of low-acuity patients in order to lessen the load on emergency departments. Okay, well, I mean, if people... Okay, I stand corrected. Hire a shitload more of those people then. If that lessens the load, send them ambulances out. The president of the union uh, that represents paramedics said funding for ambulance ambulances hasn't kept pace with demand and welcomed the call for the expansion of the EPIC program. The Manitoba Government and General Employees Union has been warning the city and the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service for years about the need to properly resource the paramedic side of the WFPS. Uh, President Kyle Ross said in an emailed statement, quote, lives literally depend on it. Okay, well, Manitoba, so there you have it. I just couldn't believe when I read this this article here. So tell me what you think in the comments below. Do you guys think that we should, are you in the 50% that think that we should not have private health care? Or that we should. Because all as I know is something has to happen. And mark my words, Audrey Gordon is going to come on, come on, on like have a news conference, a press release, and announce all this funding or all these initiatives to, to hire more nurses or doctors and if you read the the fine print, it's all going to be for like years in the future. So we need to do something now. 
In the comments below, Manitoba, let me know what you think. Should we do private health care? I mean, people are already flying overseas to get surgeries done. It's not like... I mean, we have... I mean, it's people across the whole country, everywhere. They said that their health care system is, is, in is in trouble. So, either way, Manitoba, let me know in the comments below. I'm going to keep it in the 30-minute mark around there. If you guys don't mind, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. I uh, love you guys, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thursday.